0: I have been here. The Grey Goose,
1: Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood.
0: Henry J.
2: Markham is a stock exchange swindler. He's also on Barbara's list as one of the men instrumental in her father's conviction. Incidentally, he's just made a fortune at the expense of investors in an oil company called The Rising Sun. I'm determined that Henry J. shall disgorge, so I pinch his most prized possession, his daughter, fair Catherine. (laughs) A shrew, if ever I met one, with a view to a little blackmail. From her, I extract the information that Henry Jay's last coup, netting him millions, was due to a false assay of the Rising Sun oil field by his jackal, one Jacob Marley. Thus, I pay Mr. Marley a visit at his flat in Adelphi Terrace, but lo and behold, I find Marley stabbed to death and a grey goose feather left near him.
3: I wonder why this killing was necessary.
2: Easy. If Henry J. Markham's remarkable wangling of rising sun comes under suspicion, the members of the stock exchange will demand an inquiry. Our poor friend Marley there would be questioned, and hey, presto, Henry J. is prosecuted for his misrepresentation.
3: You really suggest that Markham had this man killed so he couldn't be examined?
2: I'm certain of it. Oh, no. This is not the work of an amateur. Look at that knife. Oh, I-, I can't. Sorry. I didn't really expect you to. Hmm. An Italian dagger. Yes, the work of an Italian. British knife boys haven't the secret of that deadly technique.
3: Well, do. Let's get away from this horrible room. I-, I can't stand anymore.
2: Right. Off we go. Now, tell me, while you were with the Markhams, did you ever see a night either?
3: Why, yes, there were five. Mr. Markham was having the grounds reorganized. He got a labor group under the chauffeur to do the work.
2: The chauffeur? Was he Italian?
3: Yes, he'd been with the Markham for years. Taliborn, everyone called him.
2: Tallyborn? <laughs> Doesn't
3: sound Italian. Oh, Tally was proud of his nationality and also of his English. Whenever he was asked anything about himself, he'd trot out his best English, swank a little, and then say, English are very good for Taliborn, meaning Italian-born. Ah,
2: then I think I must pay a call on the chauffeur Taliborn in the very near future. Come, Winch, home. Hey, there's someone coming. We can't be seen near the scene of a murder. Duck in this door lobby. Hold
3: your breath. She's stopping at number 17. She. she,
2: By Jove, she is. (gasps) Vince it. Come on downstairs. It's out for you and me.
4: There you are, Inspector Ford. Your picturesque Robin Hood is now a self confessed murderer. I don't yet feel that we can assume that, Super. Confound it. There's this Jacob Marley stabbed to death in the Delphi Terrace, isn't there? Maybe when you examined the scene of the crime, you didn't notice a feather. I did,
1: and there's a feather on your desk, a grey goose feather.
4: A corny present from Robin Hood. Ah,
1: you make me tired. I'm sorry, sir, but the presence of the feather does not, to my mind, constitute proof that our grey goose is a murderer, a stiletto man. Take it. Inspector Ford here, who's that? The grey goose, Inspector. What? Super, lift your receiver and listen. Who?
0: The grey goose
1: here. Somehow I... uh, I did expect to hear from you.
0: I'm glad of that. Actually, I was hoping to be put on to Scotland Yard's lost property office.
1: Oh. Have you lost something? A grey goose feather?
0: That's it. Have you found it? I mean, the one left at Adelphi Terrace last night.
1: I'm very happy to tell you, sir, that your property has been found. And if you call round here at Scotland Yard, we shall be most happy to, uh, let you have
0: it. Let me have it? hmm. <laughs> I'm not certain I like the sound of that, so I'll not be coming. Pity. Yes, isn't it? The fact is, Inspector, I'm really inquiring on behalf of a friend who, in a fit of absent-mindedness, must have borrowed a feather from one of my geese and left it at the scene of a murder. As Mr. Winston Churchill once most grammatically expressed himself... This is an impertinence up with which I will not put. Look, what's the object of this call, after all? Just to apprise you of the fact that the Grey Goose was at Adelphi Terrace last night, but is no murderer, and on that occasion did not leave his card. Someone planted one to foist the job on me, and I, though noticing the feather when I was there, forgot to take it away when I left. Remember, I am No murderer. Oh, Confound it. Hung
4: up on us. Yes, sir. Trace had call immediately. Yes, sir.
1: Well, you heard. He's no murderer. That's what he says. Look, Super. Would you, if you were forced into a killing, leave your card behind you? Hmm?
4: Uh,
1: no, of course not. Neither would my grey goose do that. No, sir. The fact is, the killer, whoever he may be, has tried the old red herring trick. He planted that goose feather to divert our attention to the grey goose, thinking we'd fall for it.
4: All right. Jove, you're right, Ford. Well, go on.
1: The slayer of Jacob Marley is a tyro. Not a clever crook or killer, but a sheer amateur and one with considerable wind-up.
4: Well, where's the trail leading to?
1: Not unfortunately to the Grey Goose, but to the man who was associated in some way with Marley. And in my opinion was afraid that Marley at some time might do him damage. And thus had to be disposed of.
4: Then the obvious thing is to trace Marley's connections. Exactly. And I've started on that trail. Well, all right, Ford. Get on with it. And for heaven's sake, bring me that grey goose soon. And I'll eat him for Christmas.
1: I'm hoping he won't prove too indigestible, Super.
2: All right, boy. Good dog. Good dog, Sherry. Good dog. Ah, this is the cottage. And we'll find Catherine within, I hope. You know your part, Barbara. The chambermaid again. Hmm? Dressed for the part, too. Ah, Come. The front door. Here's the key. And so, to confront the fair Catherine. Honey, darkness reigns supreme. And silence. I think you better call her. Remember, your 14th voice, Barbara Higgins. Barbara Higgins, chambermaid. Go on, call. She may be in the bedroom or... Miss the...
3: Catherine! Miss Catherine! It's me, Barbara! Barbara Higgins, your maid.
2: Well, she can't be far away. She's no slippers. Just dressing gown and pyjamas. My hat, if she has got away. But she can't. The dog wouldn't let anyone pass that gate except me. Come, my dear. A complete search is indicated.
3: Not here. Nor in this room.
2: Not in cupboard or wardrobe.
3: Rowley, she's got away. There's nothing else but...
2: Rubbish. That dog wouldn't allow it. Unless she's next door to a lion tabor. <coughs> Shelly! There. You see, I've got it. The old summer house at the back. Come on. Now, if she's not here, I'm beat.
3: <coughs>
2: Torch, Barbara, while I get this mask on. My hat? She is here.
3: Oh, Miss Catherine, what is amiss? Oh, what a fright you gave me and all. Is that you, Barbara? Of course it is, Miss. But what on earth are you doing our dear? I was trying to get away from this cottage and, and the wretch who brought me here. That
2: means me, of course.
3: You? Barbara, what are you doing with this? Oh, this? miss, after the fire, I was so frightened and I ran away to the village where old Mrs. Andrews put me up for the night. And then this gent came along and told me you wanted me urgent-like and, and he brought me here. Well, I can't say I'm not glad to see you, but I certainly don't like the company you keep.
2: I was about to say I thought you might like some feminine company. Thank you. You didn't attempt to escape by any chance?
3: I did, bare feet and all. But that ferocious animal of yours drove me in (laughs) here.
2: (laughs) Good fellow. Like me, Kate, he'd hate to lose your charming company. Well now, having delivered my charge, I'll depart on my way. Can I give your father any
0: message?
3: Yes, tell him... Tell him that I wish... Yes, I'd like him to do something about those people you mentioned.
0: Kate!
2: Shake hands with the rogue. You're not a bad sort, Kate.
3: I'm beginning to think you aren't either.
2: The true share. All right, then. So, Barbara, you stay here with Miss Markham, or rather, in the cottage, and no funny business about escaping. Either of you. Remember, my dog knows his business. The French windows, I think. But first, a glance round. Huh? not a sound to be heard. Uh Aha. It's getting late. Servant's in bed, I hope. Markham might be up. By Jove, yes. There's a light round here somewhere. Must explore. Oh, confound it. Thick curtains across the window. Hardly a chink. No hope. I shall have to call on Charlie Austin again, on a back door. So far, so good. Mm. Kitchen, I think. Now, where's that room with the light? Well, here goes.
4: I tell you it's late, sir. My I'm, hat, I'm a visitor. So sorry, Won't sorry. suit me at I all. I wonder who it subject, is. Let's it make my way to in to that direction. I do not found admit him. That. Here's the but door. I wonder I if resist.
2: I dare I shove not. it open another inch. My hat, Ebenezer. Inspector
4: Ben Ford himself. On the trail,
2: too, unless I'm much mistaken.
4: You're asking me, Inspector, to explain or help to elucidate the murder of Jacob Marley. How the
1: devil should I know anything about it? I am not suggesting you were the killer, sir, but Marley was one of your closest business associates. I'm not responsible for their private lives. How do we know the girl didn't kill him? Jealousy or some such thing? We know she didn't. She visited the flat two hours after his death by stabbing. That's been established. Mr. Markham, in my quest of the murder of Marley, I must question every one of those who directly or indirectly has associations with him. Well, I did, of course. Have you read your papers the last few days? How it's reported you've cleaned up a fortune in rising sun? The ordinary run of business, Inspector? I wouldn't know, but others beside myself would like to know, sir. And we think Marley, your right-hand man, did know. And before an inquiry could be made, that man was put out of the way. Are you suggesting that I had a hand in his murder? Yes, I am you, Inspector. What, uh, who put that light out? I
2: did, and the Inspector's
1: right. And here's a present for you. Great Scott, put that damned light on, Inspector. Certainly. Don't confound it, we're locked in. Who, who was that lunatic? And what the devil was the present? The present, Mr. Markham, was a grey goose feather. Oh? And thus I think our visitor must have been the grey goose himself. <laughs> Listen
2: again to the adventures of Roland Fletcher, alias The Grey Goose. The story of a modern Robin Hood.